am hungry, dog. Motherfuckers always be talking about what I got, what I got. Oh, this nigga, he got this, he got that. But niggas don't even realize I ain't nowhere near. I might be living your American dream, but I'm nowhere near my, where my dream is, dog. I got, man, I got aspirations. I got big dreams, motherfucker. Dark like a hydro and now my eyes low uh, I give it up, we give it up I ain't worried about no nigga, I ain't thinking about a smut I'm just smoking all my papers, probably roll me up a dutch And I ain't gotta say a word cause they already know what's up, what's up uh, I give it up, we give it up, uh-huh, uh I give it up, we give it up, what's up, uh I give it up, we give it up, uh-huh, uh I give it up, we give it up, I give it up, we give it up, I give it up, we give it up I give it up, we give it up, I give it up, we give it up I ain't worried about no nigga, I ain't thinking about a smut And I ain't gotta say a word cause they already know what's up, what's up Purple, pink, pink, purple, and a pimp Key string, grand stroke by my mom's sake No mink, sound weird with a Cuban link I ain't can see the bitch, I know my own shit Stay active, it's a quality test Probably off that high tech Smoked out with dizzy He got me acting trippy like a hippie And when it comes to problems, I got plenty But it all goes away with an eighth and a fifth of handy Stick to Remy, screaming for Remy Big niggas ain't friendly One shot to the head and he dead Like Robert Kennedy, they every me These niggas ain't friendly These niggas your friend and me Your enemies betraying me Friends to call them your friend and me Hit a dick smoke with a nigga bunch She cook the fuck, she'll bag it up She's jacking up, so I had to cut it all Like a new cuss Smoke my herb, pose my third round Give me something I can sit slow. I sold long talking energy and eight boat. They coat, bouncing on me like a six boat. Dark like a hydro and now my eyes low. Uh, I give it up, we give it up. I ain't worried about no nigga, I ain't thinking about a smut. I'm just smoking all my papers, probably roll me up a death. And I ain't gotta say a word cause they already know what's up, what's up? Uh I give it up, we give it up. Uh-huh, uh, I give it up, we give it up. What's up? Uh I give it up, we give it up. Uh-huh, uh, I give it up, we give it up, I give it up, we give it up, I give it up. We give it up, we give it up, I give it up, we give it up, I give it up, we give it up. I ain't worried about no nigga, I ain't thinking about smut, and I ain't gotta say a word they already know what's up, what's up. Top gunner, got hunters, not none You niggas can fuck with the god, uh-uh. Coldest winters, hottest summers, ain't hot the summer. Bread like wonder, gotta separate the bosses from the runners. Nigga keep the things stashed, cause they run up. Hustle hard, don't quit your day job. This vintage low, they don't make ours. Uh, keep hitting over napalm. I get my cake on, nigga, I'm A1. You must be off Ciroc and Cranberry. Fucking mad rappers, where's D. D'Angeletti? Murder, he wrote, no Angela Lansbury. Kush God, motherfucker, you niggas ain't ready. Hold up, give me something I can sit slow. I sold long, talking energy and eight boat. They coat, bouncing on me like a six boat. Dark like a hydro, and now my eyes low. Uh, I give it up, we give it up. I ain't worried about no nigga, I ain't thinking about a smut. I'm just smoking all my papers, probably roll me up a death. And I ain't gotta say a word cause they already know what's up, what's up. Uh, I give it up, we give it up. Uh huh, uh, I give it up, we give it up. What's up? Uh, I give it up, we give it up. Uh huh, uh, I give it up, we give it up. 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 I ain't worried about no nigga, I ain't thinking about a smut And I ain't gotta say it work they already know what's up, what's up
Renaissance Podcast. It's the motherfucking most wise and all that. We are here, episode 39. Having it my way and all that, you know what I'm saying? Like a motherfucking piece, eh? You know how this shit go, man. You don't trick on no hoes, man. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, got a nice episode for y'all today and all that, man. I had to just check in real quick. Um, we was going to speak about the NFTs and all that today. <clears throat> Did a great interview earlier um, with my god, Nora. Um, straight out of Cape Town and all that, South Africa, you know what I mean? Stand up. I think I'm gonna hold that off. We're gonna hold it off to Tuesday. I might probably drop this on the weekend or whatever. Let this one come out first. Let that be episode 40 because I got a lot of things I want to talk about, man. Um, of course, of course, of course, I got to start with that Kanye West genius documentary, Act One. I was actually gonna go to, um, I, I, I believe it was, it was the movie theater premiere. I might have to catch Act 2 like that. I got to try to, um, I'm going to look around and try to see that in the movies a little bit before it drops. So, you know what I mean? Maybe give y'all a little update on that before it, before it even hit the, you know what I'm saying? But it's another documentary that's out right now called um, The Beatles Get Back. Where basically over in 1969 when the Beatles did like their last performance on the rooftop or whatever. Got like 60 hours of footage, and it's um directed by Peter Jackson. And uh, like, all right, <laughs> I, if you know me, you know I'm a big Beatles fan. I, I don't bought the hundred dollar box set with every fucking 80 hours of extra the Beatles full footage and ran through all of that. You feel me? This footage right here is brand new Beatles footage. Like, you see the contempt in John's eyes for Paul McCartney. You see George um, Harrison leave the group when he goes to make um, Everything Shall Pass. I, oh, I forgot, I think that's the name of the album when he in the um, middle. That's a great album, Double Disc album. Oh, my God. This, this, this shit right here, man. Oh, man. I, I, I am thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. Euphoria, motherfucking Zendaya, need a motherfucking um, Oscar, well, Emmy. Because episode five, man, that, that, that shit got all up in me, man. Like, that shit brought me back. Um, we gotta speak about Ukraine. We gotta speak about Eric Adams speaking on drill music and all that. Like, it's a couple of topics I just gotta go in on. Like, I, I gotta go in on. You know what I mean? I may even get into the origins of drill music or whatever the case may be on this episode, but I I, 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 I gotta let y'all know how I'm feeling, you know what I mean, shout out to the, you know, Instagram, that shit jumping and all that, you know what I mean, shout out to everybody that's been following the page, Black Renaissance Podcast underscore NYC, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, I appreciate the love, man, for real, for real. But we we gonna we gonna have a good we gonna have a good show, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm gonna cool out on the guests this episode. You know what I'm saying? I, I know a lot of y'all miss you know just the most wise going in and just giving y'all that real and giving y'all you know what I'm saying? Like 
it's a, it's a lot of things we got to speak on that's going on in hip hop. Pusha T dropped a, a track. Oh, man, I got a whole reaction video to that. I ain't even put that one out. I, I'm, I'm keeping that one on ice, man. I ain't going to lie. I was looking like a real groupie in that video, man. You know what I mean? But y'all know I love Pusha T, man. The Super Yeezus fan and all that. You know what I mean? Good music. Like, this is just this just the era that I come from, man. Like, that's why watching this Kanye West documentary was so monumental to me. Because it brings me back to when I was living on um, 1050 Carroll Place and through the wire came out. My brother comes in with this Kanye West mixtape like, this is the next best rapper. I'm telling you, he about to change the game. But by that time, he was like 13, so he was on our Pharrell shit at that time. Like, we started getting on our BBC ice cream. I, think, I don't think BBC was... Was BBC out? Yeah, because BBC came out before ice cream. So we was trying to get the BBC shirts from Soho at that time, right? This one, Michael K was popping and all that, man. I think, I think, was that Urban Transit? That's another spot, like Transit something. And they used to, what they used to do, they used to have the fucking, the Nike ID kicks and act like they got the exclusive kicks and all that, man. Them niggas had the wild scheme running. Like, them niggas had the super scam running out that motherfucker. Real for real. Motherfucking lights fucking up on me, man. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon the gangster. But motherfucking, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Like, like that shit brought me back. So it's like. I, I gotta take out that memory lane on that shit right there. So he was on our Pharrell shit 2003. This is around Jay-Z encore change clothes. You know what I mean? Niggas starting to switch up in the streets. Jeezy about to start coming out. His shit was about to start bumping and jumping. You know what I'm saying? So so the, so the gangsters in the block and the trappers, they start fucking with the Jeezy. Shout out to Mel. Um, that's my, my, my guy, Bo, older brother. Um, Ron Suno manager, SBL Entertainment. Shout out to them. I'm thinking of SBL Music Group, my fault. <coughs> but, um... Yeah, so motherfucking, it's a it's a different time back then. G Unit is popping off. Fifty Cent is the biggest artist in the world. This is what hip hop was when you watching Kanye West Genius, and a lot of people don't understand that aspect of the situation. You are watching. A whole different time in hip hop. So even when you seeing Kanye dressed with the Cardi years, like even when he pull up on um Sugar J from Harlem, like I ain't gonna lie, Sugar J, he think he's so fly, man. And shout out to his motherfucking um, I believe that's the, I don't they related. I don't know. Shout out to Shorty, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you're from the Bronx, you know the story. We're not even gonna get into that Maury situation, <clears throat> but um. Yeah, so anyway, Sugar Jay's in the shit, and he be acting all super fly, you know what I'm saying? He got into a little scuffle with Carmelo and all that, whatever. He was fucking with, um, I believe her name was Rich Nessa, Rich Girls or some shit. Meek Mill, um, ex-drink that he was flying around for like three months or whatever. He was, you know, scutting that out. But, um, yeah, Sugar Jay think he's so fly, man. This nigga think he the flyest nigga in Nebraska. And just to see Kanye in 1997, 1998, a Chi-Town nigga come out to Atlanta and just, you know what I'm saying? He really swagged on him. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie, I respected that part right there. Like, 
yeah, like them Cartier frames. Like he was looking like new money. You know what I'm talking about? Like shout out to Ye, man, for real. So you know what I'm saying for the for the guy Cootie, I think that's the name Cootie Cooter. But I don't know, not Cooter, cause Cooter's a dude from um, Harlem World. I think it's Cootie, the dude who's producing the um Kanye West documentary joint. So for him to have that vision from then. I would have that vision too Like this is the flyest nigga in the party ain't he? You know what I'm saying He from Chicago This nigga fly to New York Nigga he fly to the 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 The, the, the Super swaggerific Harlem nigga Like you know what I'm saying Sign the bad boy Like he gotta be You know what I'm saying The next best thing Like for real for real So when my brother Kevin coming with the CD The Kanye West shit Whatever I, I do the fire bumping And I'm like Alright like, I can rock with this This shit is alright You feel me Like this shit This shit This shit This shit is you know what I'm saying? Shit, shit bumping. Then, like, his other shit start coming out. I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit hard. Like, this shit really hard. Like, you know what I mean? Then he just took off. I ain't gonna lie. Then Kanye West popped off crazy. Like, everybody started getting on their Kanye shit. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm going in the graphic. I'm just going to, like, graphic communication arts. I'm going into high school now. He's taking over the airwaves. You know what I'm saying? Late registration come out. Niggas getting super fly. I'm getting money. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just doing what they do type shit. Like, and... Niggas getting so much money. Niggas not trying to dress like regular academic wearing niggas. Like, it was a brand called Academics. Not, not the DJ Academics. It was a brand called Academics and Pepe and niggas wearing dumb shit like that. So, niggas start wearing, like, Ibisus and shit like that. Niggas trying to get off the iceberg wave and all that around that time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas just started shopping at Macy's and all that. Like, Polo, Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren. That's when niggas are Ralph Lauren up and all that dumb shit. So... That's that's that era right there, and it was changing hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for niggas like Kanye, niggas would still be wearing baggy jeans. Niggas, yo, these hood niggas still be trying to bring back the baggy jeans. Like, yo, let them go, man. Let them shits go. Let them shits go, man. Shit, I just bought some like fucking little purple jeans, just a little tight baggy. Like, damn, I mean, even baggy. That's the crazy shit. That's how fitted I be liking my shits, like, you know what I'm saying? But Supi was acting crazy. I'm like, nah, you know what I'm saying? I'll take my service elsewhere real quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sh- and speaking of, like, service at, like, all these designer stores and shit like that, right? You know what I'm saying? You see the situation that um Jim Jones had at Gucci or whatever. You know, I really think Jim Jones was, like, wanted to speak to a bigger issue of just problems that niggas have shopping in New York City, like... Everybody shop downtown now. It's, it's like it's damn near no stores on like 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 back in the days it'd be great stores on Fordham and one forty nine. Like it's some good stores on Fordham. Look at the twisted one or two, three stores, like you know what I'm saying? But it's not like it used to be. You get what I'm trying to say? So most of niggas gotta go somehow, some way and shop downtown now. So a lot of black traffic is is driven downtown. So for a lot of them designer stores to still act how they was acting 20 years ago when i was first shopping there and there was like nobody from the hood shopping there it's like okay my nigga like you see enough black people every day to treat niggas with some like respect and dignity niggas spend wild bread you get what i'm trying to say like regardless of of our cultural differences you know what i'm saying like because how black niggas is you feel me we just move how we move you feel me like we, we move like we God's gift to urban and, and niggas be They don't be feeling that They want us to try to be on some Weird slave type You know what I'm saying Thomas Jefferson type shit Like I don't know You know what I'm saying So I think that's what Jim Jones is speaking to But F all that Right now This is what Kanye was changing 
So that documentary bringing it so far back and all that, man. Oh, that 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 shit, that shit really hit home, man. I'm not even gonna lie, man. That shit really, 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 really hit home. Like you see that arrogance. You see, as soon as he get the deal, as soon as he gets signed, he go back to Chicago. He beefing with niggas. Niggas start. Niggas go up to the radio station. Out, out, and you know what I mean. He, Kanye had to go, you know what I mean, step to the nigga and all that. See, a lot of niggas don't know Kanye is really, I don't even know if I should say Kanye gang. Well, Kanye already said he GD, you know what I'm saying? As OC in Chicago, it's not like some hidden secret no more, you know what I'm saying? But that he was in that, in this 2004, in that documentary, Kanye West is GD. You know what I'm saying? And then he don't go to the gangsters after the situation because you even you can even peep the situation like his man's on something like it could be some street shit like see niggas don't know that aspect of kanye you get what i'm trying to say like i mean i know because i like i thoroughly 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 researched kanye down to like the fucking molecules you get what i'm trying to say like 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 there will never be another foundational black american like kanye west I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, and I and I and I, and I think highly of myself. And I, I I wouldn't even compare myself, and I'm like, you know, what I'm trying to say like like, cause I was gonna say like maybe I'll be like the next Kanye. Nah, there is never gonna be another Kanye. Never, ever, 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 ever. Like, oh man, yo. Even Kanye bad ideas is better than most niggas greatest ideas. You know what I'm trying to say? If Kanye was white, yo, Kanye would be richer than Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos put together. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just that, you know, he he black, man. And you know what I'm saying? And he just not with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? He just a real nigga. He not with it. You know what I'm saying? And when and when you come from see, when you come from a gang like GD that got tenants and, and, and codes and laws and all that, like, that shit means something to them niggas, man. Them niggas gonna die before before they, you know what I'm saying? Like, let a nigga disrespect any of those laws and principles. You understand? Like, like Kanye can have a trillion dollars. And if a nigga disrespect them, Kanye gonna go off and he's like, yo, this nigga crazy. Like, nah, he just... A GD nigga from Chicago with a trillion dollars. You could take a nigga out the hood, but you're not gonna take the hood out of nigga, man. And and but you know what it is? A lot of niggas fed into that, like that that um that mainstream media. Kanye is this Hollywood dude um perspective, and and. Or narrative, and that's just not what it is, man. Like Kanye's a pro-black nigga who really stuck to his vision and all that, stuck to his guns, and you know what I'm saying? Never taking no for an answer, and just know what's behind the curve. Like he, like he got that eye of the tiger, man. It just is what it is, my nigga. Like certain niggas got it, and certain niggas don't. You feel me? Like even if he got ghostwriters and sat there, like nigga. You could get a ghostwriter right now, nigga. What are you talking about? You could get a ghostwriter. That shit is nothing to get. You hear what I'm trying to say? And you still wouldn't put together a decent fucking mixtape. 
Like, niggas act like all this shit is just, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what a business and a corporation is. You, you put together the right people. Like, you, you don't know how to be an accountant, so you get an accountant. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how to motherfucking do the motherfucking plow wall or some shit, so you hire some, some Mexicans to do the plow wall. You feel me? Like, you know, you don't know how to motherfucking install a motherfucking um heat or whatever so you know what i mean and and do that shit or the plumbing or some shit now, basically how you hire them whole shit out but you just make sure that you manage the situation supervise i uh, uh, make sure the money correct make sure everything correct i uh, uh, fine thing regular shit same thing in music same thing like or whatever kanye did that shit and he took it to the max and it is what it is you feel me and you gotta respect that you gotta motherfucking respect that right there but when you speak about people like Kanye and you speak about that music industry, you see him, you know, in the offices and he trying to go, yo, yo, listen to my joint. And they, they not in dudes or whatever, because they that shit ain't that gangster shit. And he's not the type of artist that they used to. You got to look back at documentaries like the Beatles, you know, get back on Disney Plus right now. You should actually go check it out and see that. Dick James, the record label owner for the Beatles at the time, had just purchased 4,000 songs for the, um, for basically he had purchased the catalog or whatever the case may be, he had purchased the Beatles early catalog because he was, he was predicting that they could sell the singles as sheet music. So sheet music is if you're playing like a, a guitar or some shit, you know, you're on a piano, you want to learn these songs and like you know remix them doing mad parties you know what i mean get your money up and shit like that you know it's a lot of money in that type of shit you know you could you could be in a um restaurant let's say um you go to motherfucking i don't, I don't know if del frisco did that shit i know this this shit used to do that uh what the freak is the name of this spot it's houston's oh i forgot the name what they call it ah uh, that that name it forgets me right now but anyway it's on 53rd and 3rd Street if y'all want to go there. It used to be called Houston's. I forgot what they call it now. I'm pretty sure y'all all freaking know the name of that spot. I know what I'm talking about. But they got somebody in here who played the piano. But they would just play songs that you're familiar with and stuff like that because it makes the whole experience, you know what I mean, better. So the sheet music, they can sell it as that, whatever. I, I. But now, fast forward, he didn't realize that that records was going to turn into um, tapes, CDs, digital and then he's gonna be able to repackage the songs and keep selling the same songs over and over and over in new formats that's um more accessible because people cannot live without music. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude, Dick James, this is 1969, buying a catalog, and now 2022, everybody is purchasing catalogs in the music industry. Like you got to understand that some people are just fucking visionary. Some people see things before the world could see it. And, you know, unfortunately, it's a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be able to believe in your dream, believe in your vision until it comes to fruition. You understand? You got to be able to believe in your vision until it comes to fruition. But at the same notion... If you could stick with it and you could ride through the motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Ride through the rain, through the snow and all that good shit. It's going to be a pot of riches on the other side of that motherfucking struggle, man. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, a lot of people, you know, 
niggas back out and you know what i'm saying niggas settle niggas get um content and niggas you know what i'm saying you know why make a million if i could be comfortable with a hundred thousand type shit like a lot of niggas got that mentality like why struggle for a million when i could be lazy with a hundred thousand type shit or i could do a minimal amount of work and get this hundred thousand well you want to know why that fucks you up or in the long run because it fucks up the community you know what i'm saying because if you could get a million even if you want to spend a hundred thousand you could put nine hundred thousand back into the community that's that's 10 niggas on payroll that you could supply with jobs and shit you get what i'm trying to say now you putting fifty thousand dollars in each person's pocket so why not strive for that like people we, we got to get out this selfish mentality man and and i think that's one thing about the beatles when you see that band and you see them you know george harrison don't want to come to the studio and they they got to kind of you know call him and speak to him as friends and they they put a hot mic in the flower pot on some motherfucking detective shit like yo this music industry crazy man this whole entertainment industry is crazy i ain't gonna lie like if you don't gotta get into entertainment man don't get into this shit man i ain't gonna lie this shit is crazy as a motherfucker this shit is the craziest shit that you will ever witness like this shit is crazier than uh, this shit is crazy but (laughs) but Um, you know, George don't want to come to the studio and all that, and, and you and, and they put a hot mic in the, in the flower pot on some real detective shit to basically secretly listen to John Lennon and Paul McCartney's conversation. But what they were saying as friends was like, "Yo, we let our ego bruise George." You know what I'm saying? Like, we always was the we always was the the main stars of the band. Now George want to step out and do his own thing and stuff like that, but at the same notion, you know what I'm saying? We, we just went to like, cause he had already left the studio. It was like three weeks of um recordings. George was there like seven days. Then one day he leaves on a Friday and just don't come back over the weekend. And he end up going to like the fourth the drummer dude named Ringo. So they go to his crib to have a meeting. And George still don't come back the following Monday. And now Ringo, the the drummer whose house they was at for the meeting on that weekend, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, they're inside the studio and George still didn't come. And they having a um, Paul McCartney and John Lennon is having a a, a discussion, you know, a, supposed to be a private discussion, but the you know they was making a documentary even in those days in 1969 for like you know maybe tape whatever movie theaters you know making a lot of money off that type of stuff. And they, they kind of some detective kind of invasion of privacy shit. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know a good way to feel about that. But when you're dealing with stars of that magnitude that's generating billions and billions and billions of dollars, you, you have no more privacy. You're worth too much to everybody. You bring too much joy. Like, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm trying to say? And I mean, and but at the same time, it's a good cause, too, because these artists are the people that, that make people happy and get people through they, they hard times. And you can't put a price on happiness and you can't put a price on um altering someone's mood. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like I, I, I don't want to I don't want to say they not worth every you know bidding i don't i don't even want to kind of condemn the the entertainment industry for how it how it moves and how it operates and all the all the insane stuff that goes on inside the entertainment industry 
because it's necessary to 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 produce the best most high quality art to come out of america and i think a lot of that stuff we take for granted you know what i'm saying we take for granted the fact that we are the cultural leaders of the world this is why kanye west is so important to me you know what i'm trying to say like this is why even people like jeff bezos and bill gates you know what i mean you all know we love steve jobs and stuff like that but walt disney's like this is why they, these these are icons and 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 such important figures to america because look at like they they put us on top of the world man and and it's up to us as the next generation to 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 push that to to push to push that even further but now we have all these you know these other um nations with you know unfortunately low quality access to the internet you know what i'm saying <laughs> but who's trying to compete with us on a high level and and we got to be we got to be able to compete and we need our kids to be able to compete at such a higher level and and make sure that we maintain our cultural dominance over the world this is why cultural critics and all these things is so important everybody's important in this um realm especially in entertainment or whatever the case may be and all other factors of america whatever you know what i'm saying but I'm not even finished watching that motherfucking Beatles documentary yet. So here's what we gonna do. We ain't even get into Ukraine. We ain't get into Eric Adams. We ain't get into none of that shit. The origin of the We ain't get into none of that shit. So here's what we gonna do. We gonna take a commercial break. And after that, the most wise motherfucking Fleer Bell, aka Fleezus, Mr. Have It His Way. Hit y'all with some more it's audio crack, man. Black Renaissance podcast, you heard? Yeah. Back the motherfucking Black Renaissance podcast is the motherfucking host, the most wise man, and and, and and we here, we are motherfucking here, you know, bringing y'all that um, bringing y'all that 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 good old audio, that 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 good old audio crack man, for real, for real, um, pardon. Pardon, 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 pardon. You know, the setup a little bit. You know, we trying to um, we trying to update. You know, we trying to just we 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 more or less we 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 more or less we be trying to um bring new elements and 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 new new visual opportunities to um this program. So pardon me while I while I while I adjust my um my seat and, and my motherfucking microphone and all that so that we can have the best possible experience. Um shout out to everybody on YouTube and all that, man. You know. The 
this is just what we doing, man. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is now, man. Black Renaissance Podcast, episode 39, having my way. Um, and, and, and we here with it, man. For real, for real. Like, so let's let's jump right into it, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's jump right into it. Let's get right into the shenanigans and all that, man. Um, I I, I just finished. I just finished the the um, the Beatles Get Back documentary, and I want to say that it's it's a very 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 great um it's a very very great documentary, very insightful, and if you're a Beatles fan, I I truly believe that. You're going to thoroughly enjoy, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy um, this conversation, not conversation, but this documentary, as well as this conversation, speaking on the documentary. Um, I already spoke on it highly in, in part one. I said part one. Well, before 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 we went to um, commercial break, you know what I mean, so... I don't, I don't want to kind of rehash what I already spoke on. You know what I'm trying to say? So, um, we, 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 we not, we not going to do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to speak on, um, I believe it was episode two. And this is after the, 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 the debacle with, um, George Harrison and they was previously in the, in the, in the recording, um, like an open, studio you know what i mean like a like a photography kind of studio and basically what happened was they decided to to go to a studio that they control you know what i'm saying so they went to apple studios that's that's actually the direct label that the beatles owned and stuff like that and i believe this like the last time that the beatles was actually recording together and this, like, I, I actually believe that this is this is how they how they um produced and recorded all the tracks for the White Album, which is, in my personal belief, one of the greatest albums of all times. When I went through um some some really 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 hard times or whatever the case may be, and the White Album was the only album I would go and purchase because it, it, it was such a great musical album that would just um take me to a different place mentally and that, that's what I believe good art and great creativity is it takes you to a, a great place um mentally so you know speak speaking on music or whatever and to kind of get more into how powerful art is I want to speak on Eric Adams and and his um I would say his strategy to combat New York City crime by addressing drill music. And to 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 some extent I I could I could understand and even to a, a a small 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 percent I could actually agree. 
but I believe that um, Eric Adams, he, he tried to go about the situation the best possible way that he could because um, I, I believe even I, I believe even um, Eric Adams knew he put a, a target on his son's back when he said, oh, um, my, my son told me about, he sent me some videos and he, he, he told me that these, these, these drill records are dangerous or whatever the case may be. And, I, and I'm kind of sitting there puzzled like, mm, mm. you know, if, if you remember the campaign trail, you would remember that um, they showed his son actually, you know, living in Eric Adams' Brooklyn apartment. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm kind of taken aback by that. Like, okay, um, all right. You're going to highlight your son when your son actually lives in one of the boroughs where a lot of his violence is taking place. So I think um, Eric Adams probably like, you know, he he, he caught on to his um, mistake or whatever the case may be. And and he rectified the situation. He got with Mayno, Buxy Luciano, Fabio Foreign, B-Love, and, and a bunch of other people. Um artists rappers or whatever the case may be i i think i've heard fat joe's the other whatever the case may be you know um and you know fat joe always trying to insert himself in the situations or whatever but um eric adams did a, did a great thing you know he tried you know whatever the case may be i don't know what's going to come from it but i i am i am here for these um alternate new solutions Instead of chastising and 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 the rest of these rappers, why not bring them into the conversation? Why why not um build some type of rapport and 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 dialogue with the people that you consider is committing all these um atrocious acts or 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 actively agitating all of these reckless wanton attacks in, in new york city on um active gang members or whatever the case may be but like i would explain to um people and like you know like i said to to um my my, my becky shabazz you know what i'm saying my my white girl sally uh, her name is not sally but i call her becky shabazz though um shout out to joe butter podcast <coughs> but um like i expressed to her you know, gang members only kill gang members, right? Like, the mafia only kill the mafia and stuff like that, you know? A lot of times, it spill over into the streets when... When innocent bystanders are affected by these, um, you know... By these reckless gun, gun attacks or whatever the case may be. These reckless shootings or whatever. That's when it affects the public. But outside of that, you know, for the most part, they just kind of kill off each other. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, you know, or a bad thing. You know, what I'm saying is. That in order to address gang violence, you have to address the economic problems and, and oppression or whatever the case may be. Shout out to E-Baby getting that shmoney. Did you hear But, you know, Eric Adams is doing the best that he can. And 
I honestly believe that Eric Adams will be reelected. I believe that he will be here for the next eight years. Um, I believe that he will be a great mayor. You know what I mean? He he is active. He's everywhere. He's in these streets. He's outside. You know what I mean? And and that's what you need in New York City. You need a mayor that's actually participating in city events, actually moving around, actually um you know speaking to the people and 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 figuring out what these um what 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 these problems are, man. Because if you don't, what ends up happening is. You have these out of touch, um, you know, people like like a um like a Curtis Silva or something like that, who who just see black people as like this this problem that can't be solved and it can be solved. You know what I mean? When you get into the origins of, of, of drill music or whatever, drill music, bro, at least Bronx drill music. That started on, on 280 by, by an artist named Yappy Montana. And he put out these like diss tracks, you know, against like a lot of people. It starts, he's one of like the first YouTube sensations. Him and Eno, rest in peace. They put out a song and, and they was basically dissing all these rappers from Cortland. And Cortland put out a song. Well, I actually started with Cortland putting out a song saying free all their homies. And then Yabi put out a song disrespecting their homies that was in jail. And other people that they was um beefing with and fighting with in the streets, like hybrid people and, and calling people or whatever the case may be. So, and actually, you know, that hybrid situation is actually the reason why Crown Donuts next to Yankee Stadium is actually closed as of today because there was a big shootout that took place. You know, people tried to come and take my guy Yappy life. You know what I mean? He's still living free to homie, free Yappy. And, um, and 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 yeah man like you know this shit was real out here man this shit was real but at the end of the day you know at at, at the end of the day yappy went on he, he kept making tracks kept dissing people he got into on um, beef with this crew named dub city you could um google like a lot of the, i mean google well you can't google the indictments because people was arrested for that and um, a lot of the lot of things he was saying on the record was actually true. Um, and also, it was agitating street problems as well. You know, um, the 280 Gangster Crips, it was beef with Mac Ballers, um, the Mac Baller Brims. And these situations exploded. A lot of people died. And, you know, unfortunately, it was a tragic time. But drill music was not a thing in New York City. So a lot of these a lot of these songs was wrapped over just like regular hip hop beats. You know what I mean? So even when the rapper 6ix9ine Takashi came out, he paid homage to Yappy by saying BB sag and fly it in the dragon and stuff like that. That's a nod to Yappy. And he invited Yappy to that video shoot, but unfortunately, the, the the crime that Yappy is in jail for as of right now, the gun charge, was caught at the 6-9 um, video shoot. Unfortunately, before Yappy could make his, um, his appearance in said video, he was arrested for a firearm. And, you know, we still have our, um, we still have our, our reservations about that situation. 
because we feel like 6 9 was working with the Fed since then. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't think this was like a new thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Carcino who was been putting people on to the fact that 6 9 was a was a um a confidential informant. You know, he was been calling them um snitch nine and you know what I mean, all that rat and shit or whatever. Anytime you see these artists just starting like wonton beefs and stuff like that, a lot of the times, man, they are probably working with the police. You know what I mean? Like whack one hundred or whatever. Like to some degree, shape or form, they are working with police. Whether they've been to jail or not, you know what I mean? Confidential informants go a very, very, very long way. And my five, the um the Mossad, all these, you know, spy agencies and stuff like that. The shit gets deep. So you have people like um DJ Academics just say, Oh, you know, a lot of these killings, there's no conspiracy to it. You know what I mean? Um Kodak just got shot or um um you know, pop smoke, you know, whatever. They just came and, you know, he didn't give it up, so he took his life. But, you know, those situations I can't speak on, I don't know much about. <clears throat> and I'm definitely not gonna speak on Pop Smoke's situation because of um, the situation that me and Stephen Victor went through on the first episode of Black Renaissance Podcast. He actually got my first podcast pulled from Spotify, which is why my Instagram name now has the underscore NYC. It was a big legal dispute over me actually releasing the the true Pop Smoke story. You know what I mean? Prior to this girl putting out that information about him, um, you know, being shot, coming out the shower and trying to fight back, not being with it. You know what I'm trying to say? A lot of people didn't really understand what the situation was. And people thought he was like, I'm shot in, in the, um, in the, originally when the story first came out two years ago, a lot of people thought he was um shot like in a living room on the couch or something like that. And I was trying to explain the story then, but that's neither here nor there. Because people like, um, Nipsey Hussle That was definitely a conspiracy Hands down That was definitely Definitely by far a government conspiracy And if you don't believe that Then you are a simpleton Because there are ways That the police can agitate situations I repeat There are ways that the police Can agitate situations And they are very 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 good At doing these things you understand? There are ways that, that the world can agitate your parents when you're a child so that your 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 ass whipping is, is magnified times two or three. You get what I'm trying to say? A lot of these times when these parents are, are torturing their kids at home, it's because society is torturing them outside. So they take that pain and they and they and they release it through their child so that they could get the strength in the morning to deal with society because a lot of people are, are are really like punks at heart they don't want problems with people they don't know you know what i mean they like to to step on and and take advantage of people and things that they know that that they won't have any repercussions on right and that right there brings me to um my next subject which is ukraine when you say people like to 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 take advantage of situations in which the repercussions are very low, right? So now, when 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 you look at when you look at when you look at states like like the Ukraine, and you know 
the news just broke about Kim Potter being sentenced to two years for Dante Wright. I think that's egregious and that's bullshit, you know. But what what else is new in America, man? You know what I mean? What the fuck else is new in America? Anyway, when when you look at the Ukraine and look at its geological um geological proximity to Russia and why it's such a pivotal, such a, a such a such a such a pivotal. resource for Putin for Putin you understand why he's not going to back down I repeat the Ukraine is such a pivotal resource for for Russia that Putin will not back down and, and America already knew this you know what I'm trying to say like and, and this is why a lot of people used to condemn people like um, Donald Trump. But guess what? Donald Trump kept Russia out of Ukraine from 2016 to 2020. Donald Trump avoided a war. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, we, 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 we got to understand politics and, 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 and foreign policy. One thing, we could, we could say a lot of shit about Donald Trump. But one thing we cannot say is that he lacked in foreign policy donald trump did not in no way shape or form lack in foreign policy one thing donald trump understood was foreign policy even the immigrant situation right you know he was trying to put a max on that and as black people we do have to put a, a, a max on immigrants as well you know what i mean in 1965 it was only 0.3 of um black immigrants in america Right by 1985, it was 3% black um, immigrants in America, and currently today, it's 21%. 21% of black Americans in America are immigrants. They're projecting by 2060, it's going to be 60%. You get what I'm trying to say? That would be more than, you know, foundational black Americans and stuff like that at the rapid rate that they're, you know, having kids or whatever the case may be. Which is why we need to put a cap on immigration close the borders and you know work with the the immigrants we already have in the united states you get what i'm trying to say you're here already great we don't need to keep sending and bringing over family and stuff like that it's not that much land it's not that much resources we need to build our nation we need to replenish ourselves um we 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 need to get back on 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 a good standing you know with the with the um world credit bureaus and stuff like that imf all that good shit but anyway ukraine is a very 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 pivotal piece to russia they have oil this that, and the third ukraine they want to go with europe you know um as far as like the people wise and putin is saying like we don't give a fuck what you want to do you know what i'm trying to say i got nuclear bombs this shit going to get critical and honestly speaking like people don't really understand So in war is strategies and tactics, tactics and steps, right? So when Hitler started the World War Three or whatever the case may be, those those things started taking started slowly taking place from from nineteen. Who the heck is calling me? From from nineteen thirty eight up until around like nineteen forty one, when, when the war actually when World War Two actually took place. So when we're looking at two thousand twenty two, 
I predict World War Three, or maybe like a not maybe not gonna name a World War Three, but whatever is like a next very big confrontational war with a couple different countries or whatever. That will take place in 2024 during the next election. Damn, people calling me and, and, and fucking up my shit. I, I predict that the next war will take place in 2024. Like, there's gonna be like you know minor skirmishes and wars taking place maybe in like the next two three weeks throughout the summer whatever the case may be because there is a time and a season for war and that war season is coming up you get what i'm trying to say and and war you can't a lot of people don't like to to go into war in the winter time because it's too cold so during the spring and summer that's like that's more of like that war aspect in time whatever the case may be so you, you can definitely expect a, a war to take place in the ukraine russia's gonna um Russia is going to, you know, show their power and their forces and stuff like that. I believe it's 7,000 people on the border already. Um, I believe that um, America just should kind of mind their business, but I understand why they won't because um, confidence is a motherfucker. And if Russia takes over Ukraine, that's a very, very, very large trunk, chunk of the European Union that it would be um, carving out. And that could put Russia in in a very powerful, um, you know, location. I mean, in a pow- powerful position. We already know that China is kind of teaming up with Russia, so I, so you can expect China to take over Taiwan as well, right? Because China want to do to 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 Taiwan what Russia wants to do to Ukraine. But when I speak on Donald Trump being this foreign policy mastermind, you know. He he kinda quelled the situation with North Korea. You know, he 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 kept um Putin on a leash by acting like he was on Putin's leash. You get what I'm trying to say? Well, how the quote go? You gotta play a fool to catch a fool, you gotta be a sucker to, to catch a sucker type shit or whatever. Not be a sucker, but you know what I mean. You gotta play a fool to catch a fool type shit. But a lot of people don't understand these tactics. You know? A lot of people just do not understand these tactics. With that being said, I would like to close out the show. 40 to the motherfucking family, man. And OY to the motherfucking G's, you heard? Black Renaissance Podcast is the most wise, man. Deuces. Peace and love and happiness, man. Stay black and proud. Program is sponsored by Malloy.org, a nonprofit dedicated to rebuilding the black community, starting with Beta Israel, officially known as the Bronx. This borough is the foundation of the Moon Lodge of Intellectuals due to its rich history and it being the birthplace of currently the greatest musical genre in the world, hip hop. Malloy is also a news agency operating out of New York City, with its modus operandi being true black economic liberation in this nation. So, visit Malloy.org today and donate. That's M-L-O-I dot O-R-G. Malloy.org to donate today. Malloy, rebuilding our communities. West.
superstar, superstar striker. Right. You're that next nigga, man, because what you got, you got a combination of street, high fashion. You got a combination. You know what I'm saying? You got, it's the spirit. You're not, naturally, you're not like the you know what I mean? It's a certain energy that goes, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it is what it is. Better written 